Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 169 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Sleep and Mental Health, uh, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show, or give me a suggestion of a game you want me to review. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, or the audio version goes up on YouTube Monday morning the same time it hits a website. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and you can find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. You can also find the show on SoundCloud um, under my name, Joseph Carlson. So go there. Support the shows in the way you want to. Give me the likes, the subscribe, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so this episode is a little bit of an interrupted broadcast episode because I have... Uh, all last week I was uh, playing, well, at least all last week I was actually not sleeping very well. And I was, um, you know, I was a little bit, uh, I don't know, I, I was down uh, last week. And I think not sleeping uh, was helping me be down, which is terrible. And so what I started to do is research sleep and mental health and like read into it and see if there's something I can do. And uh, I just kind of want to share that with you guys that, you know, there is, if you're having a trouble sleeping, that definitely does affect your mental health. Uh, I am almost done with To the Moon, but I didn't want to rush it. And I was literally towards the end. It's an incredibly moving game, but I was so tired. I was uh, finding it hard to concentrate and I probably have about an hour and a half left of the game. So, but I want to talk to you guys about sleep and mental health because that is important. I just have two articles to share. They're both from the sleepfoundation.org. If you find anything that I'm saying interesting, go support uh, sleepfoundation.org. Um, they have a team of writers. Uh, they have staff writers. They also have these papers medically reviewed and fact-checked. So these things uh, are, um, you know, reviewed by uh, a panel I think each one of these, each article that I read, like I said, both of them, uh, they have different staff writers and different uh, psychiatrists review and doctors themselves review these. So I'm just going to read this. So one of the articles is, if you just type in mental health and sleep, one of these articles said, how is mental health related to sleep? Uh, and it says this, brain activity fluctuates during sleep, increasing and decreasing during different sleep stages that make up the sleep cycle. And NREM, non-rapid eye movement, sleep, overall brain activity slows, but there are quick bursts of energy. In REM sleep, brain activity picks up rapidly, which is why this stage is associated with more intense dreaming. Each stage plays a role in brain health, allowing activity in different parts of the brain to ramp up or down and enable better thinking, learning, and memory. Research has also uncovered that brain activity during sleep has profound effects on emotional and mental health. Sufficient sleep, especially REM sleep, facilitates the brain's processing of emotional information. During sleep, the brain works to evaluate and remember thoughts and memories, and it appears that a lack of sleep is especially harmful to the consolidation of positive emotional content. This can influence mood and and emotional reactivity. It is tied to mental health disorders and their severity, including the risk of suicidal ideas and behaviors. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not having uh, suicidal thoughts. It's just that I find lately, I, I, I know grief comes in waves. I've talked a lot on the podcast on how it hits at different times in my life. Um, but I've had a lot of time literally on the road this week working weird hours. 
and also having a lot of emergencies sprung on me during work, which I'm getting paid for. I'm actually getting paid well for. But I think at the end of the week, I was just really burned out of that. And then I found out Friday that there was another emergency, and I basically have to sit in a truck all day Monday, which part of me thinks, oh, great, I'm getting paid to you know basically drive, which everybody in shipping understands that's what you get paid for. And if you listen to this in order to get shipping, you think, well, that's not a big deal. But I think that, um, I don't know, it did, uh, I think it just hit me that it just seemed like mistakes were made, which happens, and um, I just felt tired. Just really tired about it, you know? Um, I did take a week off a while ago, but I was really just recovering from surgery. Uh, so it wasn't really like one of those things where you just kick your legs back, and, you know, I did a little bit, but anyway. Um, I just want to see that... Um, uh, I want to read this section. It's called the same article. It's called Sleep and Specific Mental Health Problems. Now, these are things, the way that sleep and mental health are intertwined become even more apparent by reviewing what is known as sleep, uh, about what is known about how sleep is tied to a specific number of specific mental health conditions and neurodevelopmental disorders. Depression, uh, seasonal affective disorder, which I had to read. Seasonal affective disorder is a subtype of depression that most often affects people during times of the year with reduced daylight hours. For example, people in northern hemispheres may experience seasonal affective disorder during the fall and winter. This condition is closely tied to the disruption of the person's internal biological clock or the circadian rhythm that helps control multiple bodily processes, including sleep. Not surprisingly, then, people with seasonal affective disorder tend to sleep too much or too little or experience changes to their sleep cycles. Anxiety, I think people understand that anxiety is a thing. It can also contribute to, uh, to um, insomnia, um, bipolar disorder, um, we used to call it uh, ma- mania, schizophrenia, ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, um, and that's it. That's the last one. Ways to improve both mental and uh, sleep, both improve both sleep and mental health. Mental health conditions can disrupt sleep, and lack of sleep can affect mental health. This multifaceted relationship makes for complex connections between sleep and psychiatric disorders, but it also means that treatment for both issues can go hand in hand. Steps to improve sleep may even form part of a preventive mental health strategy. Uh, every, every individual situation is different, so the optimal treatment for mental health and sleep problems depends on the person. Because these conditions can have a major impact on the quality of life, it's important to receive proper care when chills working with a trained health professional. A medical doctor or psychologist can review the potential benefits and risks of types of treatments, including prescription medications. They can provide tailored care, including in situations with multiple co-occurring physical and mental health issues. For example, diagnosing and treating an underlying common condition like obstructive sleep apnea may offer other mental health benefits. While treatment plans can vary considerably, some approaches that may consider considered to be help uh, considered to help with sleep and mental health are described in the following sections. Cognitive behavioral therapy, now I'm going to read this. Cognitive behavioral therapy describes a type of counseling known as talk therapy. It works by examining patterns of thinking and working to formulate negative thoughts in new ways. Um, different types of th- uh, CBT have been developed for specific problems such as depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder. In addition, CBT for insomnia has proven track record in reducing sleeping problems. Um... A large clinical trial also showed that CBTI could reduce symptoms of many mental health conditions, improving emotional well-being, and decreasing psychotic episodes. 
um, improve your sleep ha habits, and I think I fall into this category. I don't have a set bedtime uh, every night. I kind of go to bed when I can, just because I fall asleep at different times. Um, I also don't have very good relaxation techniques. I mean, sometimes I look at my phone. Um, sometimes I, uh, you know, watch a movie. Um, I don't know. I do try to avoid uh, alcohol and t uh, tobacco and caffeine. I do have a drink every now and then, a beer, because it's summer. Um, but I don't really do it late in the evening that much. And I noticed when I did do that, that was when I had, like, the most problems. And I've also been trying to cut back on the amount of caffeine that I've had. Uh, I used to drink, like, four cups a day. I think I'm down to two. Um, yeah, I'm trying to exercise is something I'm working on. It re-upped my subscription to my gym, so hopefully that'll work um, and I think some, I think our bed is old too. And they bring that up maximizing comfort and support for mattress pillows and bedding. Our, uh, bed is a little bit older. So I think some of that could be, you know, some of the problem, uh, that I'm running into. So, um, this other article is by sleepfoundation.org. Uh, same thing. And it is, um, you know, it, it's called depression and sleep. Um, I'm just going to read the beginning. Uh, most people who have experienced depression know that it is often accompanied by sleeping problems. People with depression may find it difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep during the night. They can also have excess daytime sleepiness and even sleep too much. So it's kind of like the last article where too much, too little. At the same time, sleep can exas exacerbate depression, leading to a negative cycle between depression and sleep that can be challenging to break. Poor sleep may even provoke depression in some people. Understanding the complex relationship between sleep and depression can be an important step in improving sleep quality and better managing depression. Uh, what causes depression? I mean, I mean, they have a section on this, but like uh, a lot can cause depression. That's all I'm going to say. Um, symptoms of depression. Um, the symptoms of depression can include physical changes as well as changes in mood and thoughts that interfere with normal daily activity. Uh, symptoms may include persistent sad or irritable mood, feeling of hopelessness, worthlessness, and guilt. I think I've been having a little bit of that lately. I've writing a little bit more, but I need to push myself to do that more. And then, obviously, I think whenever you do something, anything creative or as a hobby, you want it to be the best that it can be. And when you start a project and, like, the first three lines or four lines or three pages aren't perfect it, it really you know i i can't even imagine uh it just kind of it kills it you know and i i think i need to i don't know i think maybe i'm i i think when i, I i've said this before and i talked about it a little bit with my mom uh, you know, and my mom, the episode where I talked about my mom when I did her eulogy, when I redid it, I think it was episode 103 or 104. Um, you know, I, I maybe I've set my goals lately too high, or maybe I need to just work on a story here and there, like shorter stories, because I think, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to write a 53-page script. Am I really? Maybe I need to step back and write a couple pages here and there, keep it down, Um Stuff like that. Let's see what else. Um, loss of interest or pleasure in activities. That is true. Decreased energy. That's very true. Difficult concentrating. Um, I think insomnia. I think some of this is, you know, we adopted kittens, which is fine. They're adorable. But they do wake up at different times in the night. And I'm a light sleeper. So if they get up and I hear them, then I get up and I'm up. And um, 
it's really messing with my sleep cycle more. I'm not mad that I got the kittens. Again, they're adorable. My wife and I have wanted kittens for a while. Our cats, this is just going to be a rough few weeks. We just went to the vet, found out they're about three months old. So they're getting older, but they're still kittens. They're still running around. I know that I will look upon this time fondly because there will be a time when they are grown and they will literally just be cats and they will sleep 20 hours a day, which would be pretty amazing. Um, there's tons of depressive disorders. Uh, how are sleep and depression related? Depression and sleep are closely connected. Almost all people with depression experience sleep issues. In fact, doctors may hesitate to diagnose depression in the absence of complaints about sleep. Depression and sleep have issues, have a bi-directional relationship. This means that poor sleep can contribute to the development of depression, and having depression makes a person more likely to develop sleep issues. So that's cool. One just helps the other. Great. Two things you don't want, to be depressed and not able to sleep. And then when you wake up, you think about how depressed you are, and then because you're depressed, you just can't sleep. Whereas anybody knows your mind starts moving, and you think to yourself, this is, it's two in the morning. And sometimes it's not even... I think I don't have depressive thoughts at night. It's just the fact that my mind wakes up and thinks about what I have to do the next day for work or a stupid conversation I had with someone of the day. It's almost like your brain just doesn't want you to sleep. And it's terrible. It's like, you know, uh, you're like in this terrible cycle where it's like, great, I can't sleep, so... I don't know, just whatever. Um, this this thing kind of goes over, um, like, a lot what the other article went over about, you know, keep a regular sleep and wake time, uh, nap carefully, which I do. When I do nap, I used to, I guess I was lazier. I was really out of it. I used to sleep for, like, an hour, and I used to be conked out for the rest of the day. Even after you wake up, you just feel lazy and lethargic and just bad. But today I took a nap and it was only for about 15 minutes and I feel better. Um, And they say that's the thing because you get like a power nap, you wake up, you feel more fresh. And I I found that to be true. Like when I take lighter power naps, I feel better. Avoid alcohol. Yep. Um, Don't binge drink before bed. I did talk to my doctor about this a while ago. You know, I hadn't drank in a while and, and I asked if it affected sleep and she said, yeah, it it kind of messes with your sleep cycle, which I've kind of noticed. Uh, get outside. My wife and I have been trying to do that more. We got out today. We had a little bit of a walk. We had lunch. It was nice. Um, exercise regularly. Again, I'm trying to do that. Um, and then and then I think the biggest thing, some of these tips are kind of like the last article, you know, where they, they have some of the same tips. But they say, be realistic. Even with effective treatment, symptoms of depression may improve gradually. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's where I'm at is I just need to be a little bit more realistic and be a little bit more, um, open to, um, you know, yeah. And then also there's, sorry, as I was reading the end of that article, there's a link on grief and sleep. Um, I think I went over this before, but they do talk about complicated grief, which is, I think something in the New York Times article I went over called, you know, how long is long enough to grieve? And um, it's kind of just, again, I'm reading these and this is kind of the same thing that I felt when I read that article of like, 
it's good that they have made a category for it. So if it's in a journal of medicine and a doctor needs to diagnose it, they can. But a lot of these things, a lot of people feel uh, this, um, you know, they feel this way. You also get something called middle insomnia, which is, it's got insomnia in the title. They can be good. Um, and then again, sleep and grief are a bi-directional relationship, much like depression and sleep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then they have treatments, again, therapy, uh, behavioral therapy, cognitive therapy, like we talked about before, sleep restriction, and stimulus control. So, again, it kind of just comes back to the same few issues, it seems like, every time. Go to bed on the same time, make sure you get enough exercise, go outside, eat healthy, uh, don't do any stimulants or deep depressants, I guess, before you go to bed. Because otherwise, uh, it may not help you. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I had a bad week. Uh, I didn't get done what I wanted to get to for the podcast, but I'm here to tell you I had a bad week and I'm okay. And don't worry, I'm not having any kind of suicidal thoughts or anything. I just think I need to get some sleep, like a good night's sleep. And uh, yeah, so I guess a little shorter of an episode this week. And I, you know, apologize again for not getting the game done, but I'm very close. I'll be done with it next week. But um, I think that's it this week, guys. But I want to remind you before I leave that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Please go there and leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the show. Or if you have a game you want me to review, go there. Leave it in the comments below. Or you can write to the show at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. Again, leave me a comment, suggestion, uh, something you want me to improve or something you want me to do better about the show. I'll take them there. You can also subscribe to the show uh, as a podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, and the IO goes up on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe, and I think that's it this week, guys. You have a good week, and I will talk to you again next week.